Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate wickedly smart women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our very special and a little bit unusual guest, Liz Murdoch. Liz is an intuitive animal communicator specializing in dogs and their stories and has been conversing with dogs most of her life. She first discovered this special skill in kindergarten and has honed it throughout her life, winning awards in dog training, becoming certified and working in animal-assisted therapy in hospitals and rehabilitation facilities, in addition to earning a master's in international education and communication from Columbia University. Liz has spent years developing and implementing educational programs for both adults and children and is a veteran volunteer with animal rescue organizations. Besides private consultations with dogs and their people, Liz hosts the popular podcast Talking with the Dogs and can also be found teaching and discussing dog care and communication on her YouTube channel and in her online classes. She's committed to training and supporting dog people to develop greater connection and communication with their dogs so they can live and work together in greater harmony and health in and out of the doghouse. And I had the distinct pleasure of meeting Liz in the clubhouse, which has uh, taken off this year and has become a really wonderful breeding ground for new uh, connections and new business and just really having new opportunities just everywhere in clubhouse. So I am so delighted that you're here, Liz. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, I love that you are somebody who has been talking with the dogs since kindergarten. Yes. And so what I'd love to talk about first, Liz, is it seems like you were like born with this gift and born with the calling. You know, what was it that inspired you to not only say yes to this calling, but to take it beyond just you and the dogs having a chat? Well, thank you. Yes. What happened is that I was actually sitting at my desk and I had had some chat sessions. Part of my training was the practice, which we all have to do whatever we're doing. And so I was sitting and I had four clients right after another. And I was blown away because what the dogs share is to me so amazing that they can be so specific. I don't know these people, their referrals. I get a phone number, I send a Zoom link and here we are. And I'm looking at a picture of the dog. And I was sitting at my table in the afternoon and I was thinking, I thought I need to do something with this information. I, I just can't keep this quiet. So that's what motivated me to do my own podcast, talking with the dogs and 
think, okay, I'll write a book about my dog stories because I'll meet people and they'll say, well, what did the dogs say? And I'll, I'll start sharing these specific things. Like one dog who said, can I have a hamburger? And they just had a hamburger the previous day, or I want more convertible rides. And, you know, when I started this, it was before the buttons that dogs, some dogs are pressing and showing that they have a lot more going on in their minds. But before that, no one was talking about the dogs can think or say they want to go outside by pressing a button. And, you know, I can look at a dog and know that or know that a certain dog wants to go on a hike and they describe the picture to me. And I tell the person and they're like, oh, my gosh, yes, we haven't been there for a long time. It's about an hour away. So I felt the need to share this with people so they can take it seriously with their own dog relationship. So that's what really got me going bigger. Yeah. Okay. So that got you going bigger. I'm curious about what you got you going in the first place, because it's not a career path that might be a normal thing that you would think of back when you were in kindergarten. And so I'm curious, like what made you decide to say, I'm going to become, I would guess, the intuitive animal communicator as a certification of some sort. I'm going to become certified and I'm going to create a business out of this rather mm-hmm. than it being, you know, something you did for your family, friends, and neighbors. Well, I started it. So I, I guess it was, I was an adult. I had done it as a kindergartner and I trained our dog and I won the blue ribbon and, and I very much became a dog person. And so years later as an adult, we had another dog and I just felt motivated to do the animal assisted therapy. Just like, I think I want to do that. And when that dog died, I ended up working for a rescue. We had fostered. I failed. I kept all the dogs. I still have them. And so I said, I'll volunteer. I'll do whatever. I really like your organization, how you work. So they said, well, you know, we could use you to go interview dogs for us. And I'm like, okay, you know, meet a dog. Do you mind checking a dog out? And I said, sure. Well, that is what got me going, talking to dogs as I would sit there with these dogs Maybe in 20 minutes, I would go to someone's house for the most part. Sometimes I met them in a park. These are people who are like, can't keep their dog for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And I did get involved with a dog. I would just show up and I would meet the dog. The dogs would come to me. I would do my little thing with the dogs. I'd sit in my car. I'd say goodbye. And I'd write with the dog. And I didn't realize it was any different. But the rescue was like, we are placing these dogs far easier than any other dog we've ever placed. Because I'd say this dog would like to live in a home, like with like an older person, it wants to sit under the desk, someone who works or this dog. So I didn't realize what I was doing, but that's exactly what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And then when I moved from to Southern California, I missed that. And I grieved it for a long time. And I ended up at an animal communication class. It was one of those courtyards where you sign up for different activities. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun. It's just $30 for a couple hours. Sure, I'll go try that. And I loved it. And that I was like, I want to do this. It was a knowing sense that Mm -hmm. people have in any field. Like, Mm -hmm. I I need to do this. And so I had that knowing. I I need to do this. So I signed up for the, the session, the Saturday class. And then I trained with the woman who was teaching it. And as that grew, you know, it was sort of fun, but I was good at it. And I was getting so many referrals 
that I flipped, we had to do 65 practice sessions and I was like done in a couple months. And I was like, I can do this as a business as it, then it tied into the time that I had the four sessions. And I was like, I need to do something with all this information that I'm getting. And that has infused my, with the dogs business. And this whole concept of a business that is really committed to the community of bringing dogs and their people together. Mm. Beautiful. I love it. So what I'm hearing there is that, first of all, that you had a distinct knowing. Yes. And so I love affirming that. And I love for our listeners to hear that. Mm-hmm. And regardless of whether it's, you know, your knowing is that you need to become an intuitive animal communicator, or your knowing is that you know that you need to become a fashion designer, or your knowing is that you need to go out and hunt mushrooms and learn all about mushrooms, whatever that knowing is, what I want you to take from what Liz has just said is that is direction. That yes. is guidance. And that is something that is trustworthy and that you know, in your case, Liz, that you can also very successfully not only create a business, but in your case, what I'm hearing now is you are really at a point in your evolution where you are seeking to have even greater impact and be a thought leader and possibly even create a movement. So definitely, yeah, I just want everyone to hear that the knowing is trustworthy. <laughs> the, yeah. The knowing is definitely trustworthy. And there were definitely signs, you know, like I don't consider myself a psychic and, you know, that's fine if people do, but that's not who I am. I talk to dogs. I have conversations. I get images and I will push back and say, and people who watch have said, it's like, you're just having a conversation mm-hmm. and I am. And I have had moments certainly where it's like, oh, I haven't had any bookings this week. Maybe I'm not supposed to do this. Maybe I should just go get, you know, so-called real job. And you know, that was sort of before the pandemic it was. So anyway, every single time I've ever, ever doubted that maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Something has happened. I would get three bookings. I would get a phone call to, to be on another podcast. I, I always have had signs to keep going. And so anyone who's starting out, and like you said, you know, if you're supposed to go gather mushrooms or something, you know, whatever anybody has, even if they think it's like, oh, that's sort of woo-woo. Are you really doing that? Are you still doing that? You know, I encourage you to think of, tell yourself, I will do this as long as I can until it's clear I should be doing something else. Mm. And I have never had that moment. If anything, it's like, I can't even keep up with all the things I need to do. And I want to do, I love, I absolutely love what I do. So yeah, I've never had a sign or a knowing to walk away. Yeah. Beautiful. I have had experiences where the sign came. I I remember in 2017 when I generated $7 that month in my business. And Uh after many years where I had generated almost a couple million dollars, I had a month where it was like, I'm done. I'm burnt out. I'm exhausted. I am not generating money. And even though I didn't stop doing what I was doing, I had to move. I had to like course correct in a different, you know, I have to, had to head it in a different direction 
action. And that's what got me started in podcasting. So um, yeah, I love that clarity, Liz, that you will keep doing what you're doing until you have the clear stop sign. For me, making $7 in February of 2017 was a stop sign. But that's a pivot. It's, yeah. you know, and, and I, I believe that, you know, we can shift gears or it's like, oh, wait, you know, like I know I need a bigger team yeah. for what is coming, but yeah, we do have to shift and be willing to do that. Yeah. But to completely walk away and do something different. Absolutely not. Not now. Yeah. Not so, now. so Liz, tell me how long have you been doing the talking with the dogs specifically? So I have been doing it, oh gosh, probably for now, almost five years. Gosh, that's amazing. So, and this is true for anybody, you know, you can study and you can think, oh, I'm going to open a baking shop or whatever. You know, I started, there's the whole business side. And so I actually went into a business coach and laid the groundwork. I was like, well, wait a minute, I need to trademark my name. I need to do certain things. And so there were some, I remember spending a summer with this graphic artist building out all these logos. She was available. And so we just went for it. And I have so many variations and of things that are not even out there yet that we built for this brand to, and got trademarked so that I had it built out because I knew what was coming. And when I was doing that, I wasn't doing as many dog conversations as I am now, but it was all the different puzzle pieces, like building the framework of a house. So there's been a lot of behind the scenes foundational work that I've been developing. Yeah. Well, and when you're building a movement, you definitely need to have lots of structure behind the scenes and at the same time be monetizing. So we are Mm -hmm. at the break already. It comes very swiftly. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with you, Liz, about talking with the dogs. But for right now, I want to say to our Wickedly Smart Women audience out there, we could always use help. I have learned over the years as a business owner and as a podcaster that asking for help is an essential part of being able to be successful. So we are asking for your help. If you're enjoying this show and want us to stay on the air, you can certainly feel free to make a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. But most importantly, we'd like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. Help a gal out and let your sisters, mothers, daughters, friends, and colleagues know about the show so we can serve them too. I do want to celebrate we are already through two years of podcasting and we have won two awards and we have been nominated for two more. I should find out about that shortly so that I can celebrate that with all of our listeners. I do want to thank all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing all over the world. I just checked before we um, sat down for this interview. We are now in 89 countries. And so we are welcoming thousands and thousands of downloads from all over the world. I want to shout out this week to our dog owner listeners all over the world, to any dogs who might be tuning in and wanting to say hi to Liz, and to our listeners in the three new countries that have recently come on, Thailand, Croatia, and Turkey. And we will be right back with Liz Murdoch. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? 
Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition, women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your Wealthy Life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with our friend, Liz. Uh, Liz talks with the dogs and you can find out more about Liz and her services as well as her podcast and her courses and all the other amazing things that she's developed and will, I'm sure, continue to develop and grow by going to Instagram and entering in the search, talking with the dogs. And that will take you directly to her Instagram. There you can check her out, see all her dog photos and dog memes, and also, more importantly, book her if you are a dog owner and you are really curious about what your dog has to say that you might have been ignoring that will help you to improve your relationship with your furry friend. So Liz, um, before we went to the break, we were talking about uh, the business side of things and building the business side of things. Now, what I'd love to do is I'd love to have you share about any like particular dog stories or dog clients or dog people clients that were really unusual or that, you know, you really want to celebrate. If you could give us a story, that would be awesome. So, yeah, I just, this was one I just had. This was a person who contacted me about a dog that had bitten somebody and she had just gotten this dog and was just alarmed. She had to actually postpone. And usually I don't postpone, you know, it's like, it's like right before. And I was like, well, actually I'm available. So, okay. It was emergency. So we had a session with the dog. It had bit somebody and I tuned in. I always go through the same format. So I didn't ask many questions other than is, you know, is the person okay? So I tuned into the dog and I started off with the dog's favorite things. Now this is a dog she'd had one week. And I did not ask her how, what happened with the dog bite. I had no idea where she bit the person, where it was. I'm just looking at this dog and asking the dog its favorite things. Tell me about your favorite things. What do you like? And the dog was actually very happy with this new person who adopted him. And so we're going through the session and turned out that the dog loves this girl, is very protective of her, had already felt the need, the dog's personality was to be a watchdog. The dog felt, and many dogs feel like they have a mission in a home. Like one of my dogs just wants to alert when someone's at the door. Some dogs are big working dogs, but they like an assignment of some sort. Maybe it's licking the plate. So anyway, this dog saw itself as her guardian and she did not get the dog for that reason, but this is what the dog is telling me. So we go through this information about the dog and as we come to, we figure out that I go, oh, wow, the, we got to the dog bite. So I said, tell me about the dog bite. And the dog said, well, he just came out of nowhere. Now, I don't know the situation of the dog bite, 
I'm like, oh, he just can't. I go, oh, so then as the dog's telling me information, it starts making sense that this man had come out of nowhere. And I said, oh my gosh, it was dark. Yes. Well, then it came down to, well, maybe this dog, you know, I wasn't there and it's not my job to analyze the people's situation. I offer puzzle pieces, but what we got is that there's a good chance that that dog was protecting her from this person who may have done something to this young woman walking at night on a new street kind of thing. And that was to me. So we shifted some things with the dog. I, another thing that the dog showed me that it loved nature. And so she's into sage and saging a house and walks and parks. So anyway, the dog has totally changed its personality. The pictures, the before and afters are different. It's settling down. She is going to work with a trainer, any dog. I will give a disclaimer. Any dog that is new in his home who has had a bite, I do advise. I'm not a trainer. She is working with someone to make sure that she's learning the basics of managing a dog that has bitten somebody. But the understanding of the why the dog did it help somebody understand how to deal with it and also see it in a new light that was she safe? You know, that's something she can investigate and and ponder. But I just, I give that as an example that when we have understanding for a dog's reasons for doing something, not that it's okay to have a dog that's going to bite somebody, but to learn how to handle the situation. And it's the same thing with people say, is my dog, is my dog dying? And I'll say, oh, well, this is what I'm getting from your dog. Your dog says it doesn't feel good on the left side or the stomach. You might want to go to the doctor or no, I'm getting that your dog is fine, but he doesn't like that you're leaving him for a long time during the day. So those kind of specifics that people can then use to decide I'm going to go to the vet or I'm going to make sure somebody can let my dog out during the day. Those kinds of things are just what keep me going. Yeah. Well, can you tell us the top three reasons why somebody would book you? Yes. People book because they've noticed a behavior change with their dog and they don't know why my dog's acting different. I don't know if he's sick or if she's in pain. So they want to find out and they're not sure about going to the vet. So they want to know what I'm getting from the dog's perspective. And I do not diagnose. I just say what I'm getting like puzzle pieces. So there's been a change Two, they think it's their dog's time to cross over the rainbow bridge is my dog's. I, I think he's passing away soon and they want support. They want to know what their dog wants and they just, really want support about giving their dog everything. Can you tell my dog? I love it. And so those are the, those are two big things. The third one, it it, there is either the dog has crossed over and they want me to check in with an animal that's crossed over, which I can do, or they have multiple dogs down. They've got, they've added another dog to the family or they're thinking about it and they want help. You know, some dogs have said flat out, no, I don't want another dog. It's not good for you either. We should wait a year and other dogs just have some information. So that's a common one and it's very helpful. Yeah, I would imagine it is. So let's talk about, because some there, I am sure there are people, probably not our listeners because our listeners are wickedly smart women, but Uh um, there may be people who are tuning in and saying, this lady is woo. (laughs) 
So do you even do anything about what I would call overcoming the woo factor? Or do you just, you know, know that your clients are going to find you and you're going to do your work and there's enough awareness now in the consciousness that people are out there who are, are willing to overcome their own fear of the woo to hire you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm pretty comfortable that I'm, that people are definitely coming. I will say to the skeptics, because I really want, I do want to help the dogs and I want to help the people that I would say when people get a dog, I will say to them, even if they're skeptical, how did you, when you got your dog, how did you know that was the dog for your house? And they always have a knowing there's somebody in the family has a knowing the dog just showed up. He needed a home. We knew he was for us. He picked us. Okay. So right there, most people start off with a dog with a knowing. So I'm like, what if you could get back to that knowing more often, or someone like me could use my knowing, which I use every day to help you know something that's going to transform your relationship or your care for your dog. Then they're like, okay, fine. Three, especially in business, it's a very, the new revolution is taught. We talk about trust your gut in your business. Jamie, Kern Lima, who wrote, who sold her company for a billion dollars cash. She's all about believe it, believe your intuition. We are comfortable, wickedly smart women and those who are working on it to trust our gut in our business. So I'm like, why not with your dog? Why not? If you were in a building that, you know, these buildings that have collapsed, unfortunately, or, or something, or you had a diabetic child, would you want a dog to alert you? Yes. They are smarter than a two-year-old. They have their own unique senses and abilities that's like, why not embrace it? Mm -hmm. So that's probably as much as I say about it and let them think about it. Usually they come around, whether or not with me, but with their own dog, just start trusting your own dog. Yeah. A little bit more. Yeah. Which is just going to make cross-species relationships even better. So I I, want to say that just to inform the listeners, when you have that knowing, there's actually a word for it. It's called claircognizance. And I remember when my claircognizance was first revealed, like I got the word yeah. that I was like, oh my God, that's, that's what I have. And you know, my personal belief is that we all have all of those multidimensional senses and capacities, and it's just been repressed, suppressed and depressed. And uh, some mm-hmm. of us have, have given ourselves permission to allow them to flourish. So I have about one minute left before we have to go. So in the last minute, is there anything that you would like to just transmit to our listeners or the dogs that is on your heart to say right now? Not to be afraid of it. You know, if you have questions, reach out to me if you want. It's hello at lizmurdoch.com. I'm happy to talk. Just try it because even if you don't talk to your dog, I mean, some people are going to be as swimmers and have fun playing in the pool and others are going to win gold medals. But the fact is, you can enjoy swimming. And it's the same thing with this intuitive communication with the dog. It's something that can enhance your relationship with a dog. The dogs want to connect with us in this new way. And so I just say, give it a try. Yeah. So your courses teach people how to have that conversation. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. So I, I I walk through my version of how to do it and clear things out. 
Yes. Great. Fantastic. Well, definitely check out Liz at Talking with the Dogs on Instagram and um, make an investment. If you're willing to make the investment to bring a dog into your life, make the investment to deepen and widen the relationship and uh, become even more connected in the ways that are possible that Liz has already shown us are the case. So thank you so much for being here, Liz. It was a pleasure having you. Listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line at 540-402-0043, extension 4343, or Send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.